Well, welcome to The Grove. My name is Eric Matoya, pastor of The Grove, and we're glad you're here. Uh, we're starting a new series today called Proverbs and Popcorn. Now, if you didn't get popcorn, for the month of May, we're going to have popcorn out on the table. As you come in, feel free to grab it. If you missed it and you want to go get some, just walk down the hall right here. Uh, you'll still be able to hear me and uh, go get some popcorn if you want some. And just throughout the message, we'll, we'll tie that all together at one point in the series. Uh, but we're in a movie theater, so we thought we'd provide popcorn. Uh, it's going to be a good uh, – I'm excited for this series. Uh, it could be a very helpful uh, series as we move forward. Uh, next mo- next week is Mother's Day, so plan to look forward to seeing you, all you with your mothers and your families, and we'll have something special, so come and, and join us. Uh, so we're going to be going through the book of Proverbs for the month of May. It's going to be a series on wisdom, and I'm really excited about this series. It's so important for us to be able to grasp what works in, in life and what doesn't work and to be able to understand this. And so we're going to kind of go through this series just kind of helping us pull out some things in the book of Proverbs. So what is a proverb? Well, a proverb is, in Latin, it comes from two words, and this is one of the one, a few different definitions they've given, but pro is on behalf of, um, and verb is for words. So an easy way to say that on behalf of words is a short sentence that takes the place of many words. So Proverbs is something that's really short and insane, but it packs a lot of information. It packs a lot of, uh, of, of wisdom and knowledge in it. Uh, the Spanish novelist Cervantes, he defined a proverb as this. He said, a short sentence based on a long experience, which I think is, is really great when you think about Proverbs, what it means. It's a short sentence that has a long experience attached to it. Somebody's walked down this path and they said, hey, let me just tell you um, what, it, what it's like. We, we hear things like this. Uh, my wife tells our kids all the time, a short statement, right? Uh, saying and doing are two different things. I hear that at my house a lot. She got that from her mom. And so she's quoting her mom, proverb, saying and doing are two different things. It's like I can hear her mom telling her that as she's growing up. Sarity, saying and doing are two different things. Now she tells our kids. Uh, pass it on. It packs a lot there, saying, hey, you've you got to be able to do. One um, I heard a teacher, when her students get uh, rowdy, noisy, she says this. She says, empty barrels make the most noise. Right? Empty barrels make the most noise. There's a lot of racket there, but they're needing something. Uh, actions speak louder than words. We hear this a lot. You know, what we do speaks a lot more than just what we say. Um, this is a powerful one. Ready for this one? This is a wise person said this. A day without sunshine is like night. All right. Maybe he's not so wise. Um, how about, how about this, uh, this, this wise guy? So uh, Forrest Gump, right? This is what he said. Stupid is as stupid does. That's a lot in that sentence. If you don't understand that sentence, this is what it means. A stupid person does stupid things. The reason he's stupid is because he's doing stupid things. He's revealing his, himself. Uh, the positive side of that proverb would be this. We say this a lot in our, in our church is healthy people do healthy things. It's a statement that's saying, all right, if we want to be healthy in, in our lives, we have to do healthy things. Knowing and doing are two different things. Similar to the saying and, and doing are two different things. Well, knowing and doing are two different things. Here's why we need to do a series on wisdom, all right? Most of us usually know what needs to be done in our life. We know what it, what, what it takes to get better grades, to have a better marriage, to maybe do better in business. Uh, we, we typically tend to know the thing that we need to do. We just don't do it. We want to do something else. We don't really want to put in the work. We don't want to put in the, uh, the, the preparation, the effort that goes with it. So most of the time, we, we know what needs to be done to be healthy. We just don't do it. Others in this room, we don't know what to do, so we just keep doing the things that don't work because they've been modeled for us for so long, we just keep doing those things. So you keep hitting your hand with the nail, your, the hammer in your, your thumb, and you think, well, that's what's been modeled for me. It doesn't work, but I'm going to keep doing it because that's what I saw others do. So Prov, the wisdom series is going to help us a couple of things. Hopefully transition knowledge into action, and for those that don't have it, the information, be able to give us some, some insight into say, what do we need to do be, to be successful in life? 
just because somebody else modeled it for us. How many of us know it is not wise to share a drink with somebody that's sick? Anybody? Yeah? So wisdom. Here's, here's a problem for you. Don't share a drink with somebody that's sick. All right? Um, you, I know that is, that's a wise thing not to share, but uh, my, my little daughter, she's one, year, one and a half years old, uh, so she's one, and um, she got a cold last Saturday, started feeling, feeling bad. So on Sunday, we're at lunch, and she's, you know, it's not coming down and coughing, and I'm like, poor thing. And she's like, water, please, water, water, whatever I'm drinking. I'm like, all right, I'll, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm 160 pounds. She's, what, 20 pounds? What's the little thing inside of her going to do to me, right? And so I share my drink on Sunday, and then Monday again, she's like, water, water, share, share. And I share with her. And um, so come Wednesday, she's not getting better. My, my wife takes her to the emergency room and finds out she has the common cold, right? That's just I thought it was just a little bug, just the common cold. Well, that day, um, I get home, and I cannot do anything. I'm, like just, I'm sweating, and I'm on, I'm on the bed, and I have to sleep, um, and it still hasn't gone away. So I know it's not wise to share a drink with, with somebody that's sick, but in my rationale, I thought, well, she's small, I'm big, I can beat that germ, whatever it is, and the germ kicked my butt. So I'm almost over it. Good news, I'm almost, she's, she's just about over hers, and last up in a week, and I'm glad she's over it, and I'm just about at the end of it. I feel still, I'm starting to feel better today. Excited to be here. So I, I know that. In fact, when I look back over my life, all of the foolish things that I, that I have done, I can, I, can, I can say the reason is because of a few things. One, it was peer pressure. Or another way to say that is I listened to the wrong voice or voices. Um, and I did something that was foolish because, well, everybody said you should do it. So I listened to the wrong voice. Proverbs has a lot to say about that. Um, another reason is because I couldn't manage my emotions. Somebody said something or I, I began to feel something and I just... Proverbs talks about this. Can't manage our anger, whatever it is, and we make mistakes. We get, get out of control, right? Or other things I can look back, and one of the reasons I made foolish choices is because I didn't think about the consequences, the long-term consequences. Just this is going to be fun now. Forget the, you know, whatever it's going to cost in 20 years. Oh, wow, it's going to cost that much money? Probably shouldn't have bought that, right? We don't think of the long-term consequences. So Proverbs addresses all of these. Well, Proverbs 1, and today's, today's, today's uh, May the 1st, and so Proverbs 1, we'll start today with Proverbs 1, walk through some of that. Next week, we'll jump into some of Proverbs 8 for the 8th of, of May. This is what it says, the first, the first sentence. It says, these are the wise saying of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king. So the book of Proverbs is mostly written from, uh, are sayings from, the, the king, from King Solomon. Uh, there are some other at the end of the book that are sayings from other people they gathered and compiled uh, that God put together for us so we can have, have a wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 1, 1, it says MSG. Don't worry, if, if you're new to church, MSG is not like the additive you put to food, right? It's not that kind of MSG. That actually stands for the message, and uh, message is a paraphrase. There's this pastor up in Montana, he paraphrased the whole Bible. So he went through and kind of said, what is this in, in, in the original languages, what, is, what would this sound like in our language today? And so he just kind of contemporized it, made it into a language that we speak. And so it's an incredible translation or paraphrase is probably the better uh, way to say that. And so that's what the message, MSG stands for the message, the message is paraphrase. And we're going to read through some of that today, uh, pro- uh, looking at Eugene Peterson, what he said, the message, and kind of just teaches us that. So it's not the, the food. Well, let me just tell you about, about who wrote this book, King Solomon. Um, when, he, when he became king, he was young. And God showed up to, to him in a dream and said, Solomon, I will grant you one thing. What do you want me to grant you? I will grant you that request. And so Solomon comes back and says, well, I'm young. I don't know how to be a king, so would you give me the discernment and the wisdom to, to lead my people, to be a good king? And God, it says, the Bible says God was so pleased with Solomon that he says, since you didn't ask for wealth and for riches and fame and all that other stuff, but you asked for the, a wise thing, wisdom, 
I'm, I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to make you really wise, but I'm also going to give you everything else you didn't ask for. And God blessed Solomon with all kinds of wisdom. So as a young age, this guy becomes very, in fact, after the story where he encounters God, he, people start coming to him and asking his questions like, hey, this, this thing happened. What do you do? And he had insight and wisdom to say, hey, here's the solution. Helps them to, to figure out what to do. So for the first 20 years of his rule and his reign were amazing. The latter part of his life wasn't so amazing. We're going to talk a little about that. Let me tell you about King Solomon. They, they did the, the math. They figured out what, what it would look like, his, his annual income compared to today's um, economy. All right? And so his annual income every year, this is how much Solomon had made, $328 million annually. Anybody think that's a lot of money? Yeah? All right. If you don't think that's a lot of money, that's a lot of money. Annually, $320 million annually. So he had all the money he could ever want. All right? Um, he married... 700 princesses. So uh, he had 700 wives. You think he's wise, right? You think he'd been like after the first one, like, I don't know. This is kind of hard with one. Uh, the second one, I don't know. 700 wives. And, and J- James says it like this. James says there's two kinds of, kinds of wisdom. There's a heavenly wisdom from above that works all the time. And there's an earthly wisdom, a wisdom that, that and actually calls it demonic, where, where it's influenced by, by, the, by the, the enemy, by the devil. And that doesn't always work. It, it works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't, and it, and, it, and it leads to envy and all this other kind of stuff. Well, there's two kind of wisdoms. Um, and God gave Solomon all these promises. He said Solomon was going his, his kingdom would, would have peace, his whole reign. Uh, but earthly wisdom told Solomon, you should, have, you should make these treaties with all these nations around you. And the best way to do that is marry the king's daughter there, and the king's daughter there, and the king's daughter there. So he married 700 wives that, that were tied to all these treaties. And so he was trying to secure peace for him. Well, God gave him a promise that he didn't even have to do that. So he stepped outside of what God wanted. Uh, besides the 700 wives, he had 300 concubines. All right? So there's a lot of women in his life. For one guy, that's a lot of women. And um, he started off really good. All the people all around, all the nations would come to him, bring him gifts to ask for wisdom. Here in my country, this is what's happening. What do we do? And he'd, he'd be able to help them out. He was known as the wisest man in the world. So God blessed Solomon with wisdom. But at the end of his life, there's a lot of despair and suffering and he, in, in, in a way, he even failed the mission that God even gave him. And here's, here's why we wouldn't do this series. Because all of us, in some ways, are like King Solomon. We get this knowledge and we understand what we need to do. We just don't do it. The book of Proverbs gives us all of these sayings. And really, the heart of it is not um, so we learn more. It's not about information. It's actually more about um, us putting those, that, that knowledge into, into action. So wisdom is really action. So knowledge is, we can say it like this, knowledge is knowing the right thing to do, but wisdom is actually doing it. Just because you know what to do, it's not why. You're not wise until you actually begin to do it. You know how to make a lot of money on the stock market? If you have the, the knowledge, well, you're not really wise in that, in, that, in that area until you actually begin to use it and prove that you are wise in that. See, the fools, they just blow off whatever they know they should do. They just blow it off. I know I should do that, but I'm going to do my own thing. Whatever feels good, I'm going to go that route. But a wise person turns knowledge into action. And we hope this the month of May we're going to challenge you to say, would you be open to say, God, help me to be a wise person? Which means, God, help me to turn my knowledge into action. When we learn something on Sunday, help us to turn it into action this week. Help us to put feet to this idea and, and what we've just learned. So here's the working definition that we're going to use for this series. Wisdom. This is how we say it. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. That is an amazing definition of wisdom. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully 
in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. So it has more to do with it has less to do with information and more to do with action. So it has everything to do with becoming more skillful in honoring our parents, Proverbs talks about, and raising our children. That we could become more skillful in handling money and conducting our sexual lives. It has more to do with going to work and exercising leadership, not just knowing what to do, but actually exercising it. About you, you, learning to use words well and treating friends kindly, eating and drinking healthily, cultivating emotions within ourselves and attitudes towards others that will make for peace. That's what it means to live skillfully. And it goes through all these different areas of our lives. When it comes to how we manage our finances, how we manage our, our, uh, the sexual part of our lives, when it comes to managing relationships, what we say. What's amazing is you work through the book of Proverbs, it gives you insight into all of these different things that, are trying to, that God wants to help you succeed. So it continues on. So after it says it was written by Solomon, he says, this is why I wrote this. This is what I want you to pay attention. This is why. So Proverbs 1 verse 2 says, written down, so we'll know how to live well and right to understand what life means and where it is going. It continues on. A manual for living, for learning what is right and just and fair. So he, he wants to help us to live well, uh, to teach the inexperienced the ropes, and to give our young people a grasp on reality. You know, um, there's a lot of things that are not real in our culture, but young people see it on TV, they see it on social media, and think, that is awesome. And it's like, no, it's fake, it's not real. So he's trying to give the young people a grasp on reality. He's saying, I want to help you, young people. I want to help you, older people, to make, make, make wise choices. And he goes on to say this, but it's not just for young people. There's something here also for seasoned men and women. Still a thing or two for the experienced to learn. So if you have a lot of you know, life experience, saying here in the book of Proverbs, it's going to help you learn even more. Dig in. Keep going. He continues on, verse 6. Fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. He's saying we're, gonna, we're tapping into these wise sayings. So there's, there's one little sentence that can help you understand things about life and about work and about family. And about raising your kids. See, I want you to tap into this. And here's even today. So as we, we set the groundwork for, for this series, really the first one is an introduction. is kind of like it's a foundation saying here, here's the information I want you, you need to know if you're going to really have an impact from this series. But the danger is it'll just be information to us. Like, that's pretty cool. That was cool what he said. Man, that, that night thing, I'm going to take that. That was really good. And we can take information and leave and never be changed. In these verses I just read, there's these words that are they're repeated over and over and over. So the first one, he says instruction. So it's, it's all about wisdom. He says instruction, which another word, idea would be discipline. So in the way that a parent would discipline a children to build character into that child, that's, that's, that's what's coming with, with Proverbs. He says, I want to give you instruction to build a discipline and help you, give you understanding, kind of tied to this idea of insight, the ability to grasp a truth when it's insight or discernment. Like, oh, I get that. All right, understanding. I understand what, what you're saying. Uh, prudence. It's, prudence is, is, is a, an aspect of wisdom that um, gives us, helps us to understand the reason behind the things. It's about subtlety. Like, okay, so this guy is saying that, but he's really saying it because he's trying to get over here to do this. And it's an insight that God can give us, prudence. It's, it's a kind of intelligence that sees reason. It's being able to think through complex matters and what lies behind them. How many guys would like to do that, right? Look at complex matters and say, oh, easy, I can figure this out. I have insight here to see the reasons behind those things. I have so much debt. Man, give me some insight here behind why these things are going on. The next one is knowledge. Knowledge is tied to skill. 
It's, it's the same word that they use for hunting or sailing or playing a inst- musical instrument, the idea that you could master something. So knowledge is this idea that you gain skill of living, the ability to distinguish. Uh, we get the, the Latin equivalent for English word is science for this word, knowledge. We have understanding. Right, the next one is discretion. It's wise plans, the ability to devise a wise plan after understanding a matter. Like, okay, I know the next steps now. Let's make a plan for this. And then also learning to acquire. As in, like, we, when you buy something, it's, it's kind of like this idea that you're, you're investing yourself to gain something. So when we grasp something in, in our mind, we have learned it. And we're able to teach somebody else that same, that very thing, then we really know that we've learned it. So he says wisdom. This is why I'm writing the book of Proverbs. This is why I'm giving these, these statements. So you can have wisdom and instruction, understanding, prudence, knowledge, discretion, learning. And throughout the whole book of Proverbs, these words keep coming back and back over and over and over. And what he's saying is if you want a picture of wisdom, it's all of these things packed together. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is understanding, having insight into this, but understanding the complexity of this. And so when, when, when Solomon asked for wisdom, God gave him all, this, all these words here and said, this is what I'm going to help you with, to understand. Oh, and the last one is, I, I missed one, counsel. This is wise guidance. It's related to the verb of steering a ship, you know, trying to make it in the right direction. So uh, when you get counsel, you get wise guidance. It's helping move your life into the right direction. So you put these things together, you get the idea of wisdom. So Solomon tells, this is why I wrote, wrote the Proverbs. This is why I'm giving these t- instructions to you, so you can make good choices, so you can live. See, in our culture, we're all about making a living. We want to make a lot of money to be able to have the American dream. Proverbs is saying, all right, we're going to talk some about that. But it's really more about making a life. Because you can have a living, you can have all the money you want, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a life, you miss out. Like Solomon, God is saying, if you seek wisdom, all that other stuff will make sense. All that other stuff will be taken care of. That's what Jesus says. Jesus says, if you seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will be taken care of. He's saying, seek, seek wisdom, seek God's insight into this. Paul is instructing a young pastor named Timothy. And in the book of Timothy, he says, this is why God gave us the Bible. This is why God gave us his scriptures. And in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, Paul tells Timothy, all scripture is inspired by God. So Proverbs, the, the, Solomon wrote a lot of other Proverbs, but these are the ones that, that, that God compiled for us and said, these are the important ones. Pay attention. All right, so they're all scriptures inspired by God. Our Bible, it's not just a book. This thing is a miracle. It is a book of books that's, that's written by, by um, tons of different authors, um, throughout a span of a few thousand years, and they're all telling the same story. It's, it's amazing what God gave us in this book. It's an amazing thing. He's just saying all scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. So this week, you know, if, if you're trying to figure out what is true, making sense of life, the Bible says when you begin to read it, it's going to help you understand this. Another way to say what he just said there is it's teaching us what is right. It's teaching us what's not right. It's teaching us how to get right. And then it's teaching us how to stay right. It's about, it's about having this right relationship with God, about doing the right things. It talks about the ordinary, everyday decisions which help us to build a life that's worth living. Because if you do it right the first time, one lifetime really is enough. You can look back and say, that was man, I lived a life that was worth living. You, you should replicate this. Paul was so um, convinced that what he, the way he was living, he actually said, why don't you follow my examples? I follow the example of, uh, the example of Christ. He said, I'm pleased with the way, what, what God is doing in my life. We say it here a lot at the Grove is the best life possible. 
It's a life that Jesus is inviting us into. So we're going to end with one more proverb, the, the one more verse in Proverbs 1. And this is really the key verse for the whole book of Proverbs. Right, if you miss this, really everything else, you, you're not really going to get a lot more information, but you're not going to be able to turn it into action. To understand Proverbs, you have to understand this one verse. Proverbs 1, seven says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. A wise person understands their relationship with the Creator, with the Maker, with God. But a foolish person despises wisdom and instruction. They want to do their own thing. Throughout the book of Proverbs, we're going to get these comparisons of this foolish person and this wise person. See, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. That's, he's saying this is the chief part. If you want to be wise, the chief part, the first part Solomon is telling us is it has to start with an, a, a, a healthy understanding and respect of God. So fear of God is not like you're afraid because he's going to kill you. That's not the kind of fear he's talking about. It's a fear that you're saying, man, I understand that, that there's power there that I, I need to respect, I need to honor. It's, it's a healthy relationship. Here's, here's the truth. What we think of and how we respond to God is the most important thing we do with our life. How you think about God and how you respond to his word will affect every area, every of your life. If you see God as a small guy that doesn't care for you, you're going to live a life that is, that's going to be selfish, that you don't care about anybody else. But if you see God as a good father, as a good guy that wants to give you good things, you'll invite him to lead you in this relationship. And he'll be going to help you understand how to raise your kids, how to have a good marriage, how to be successful in business, how to build good relationships that will bring about good in your life. He'll give you insight and wisdom, how we respond. Nothing takes precedence over our relationship with God in our view of God and how we respond to what he's asking. So every single Sunday, we bring something, we challenge you, we say, well, here's a challenge. Take, take the information we've just given you and put it into action. When we fear God, we're actually saying, God, we're going to take your word and we're going to act on it. On Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday, we're going to do it. Uh, so this is the Proverbs 1-7, that's the New King James Version. In the message, this is what it says in the message, the same verse. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. So God created everything. He, he knows how things are supposed to work. And when we begin to submit and, 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 and bow down before him, we actually begin to understand that, man, if I, if I could follow God's ways, I'm going to have understanding about how life works. Only fools thumb their nose at such wisdom and learning. Psalms, Psalms 111.10, it says that, um, that the fear of God is the foundation of true wisdom. And throughout the scriptures, over and over, Job says it, and in the Proverbs it says it other, other times, that the fear of God is the beginning of understanding of wisdom. That we have to have this proper connection with God. See, as, as a church, we, we are, you know, I call myself a Christ follower. I'm trying to follow Christ's example. He, he was... In fact, in 1 Corinthians one twenty four, this is what it says about Jesus. It says, but to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if you want to see what wisdom looks walking around, look at the life of Jesus. That's what it's saying. Jesus is the wisdom of God. He's modeling it. He's, he's demonstrating for us as he walked on earth how to live a wise life. And then you know what he says? Come and follow me. Then he tells his disciples, I want to show you how to live wise. I want to teach you how to be skillful in living. So if wisdom is living skillfully in whatever circumstance or whatever we find ourselves in, Jesus is saying, I want to, I want to model it for you. I want, to, I want to demonstrate this for you. Jesus is the wisdom of God. He's the power of God. 
And he's the wisdom of God, and he invites us into relationship. So today, here's our challenge. For the month of May, I want you to read a Proverbs a day for the month of May. All right? Kind of, kind of a little rhyme, right? Month of May, reading Proverbs a day. That's what I mean by it. Not just one verse, but today is the first of May, right? So today, I challenge you to read the whole chapter, chapter one of the book of, of Proverbs. So May 1st, chapter one. Tomorrow's May 2nd, we would read chapter two and chapter three. I took this challenge from a pastor who he said when, when he was in ministry, he got to this place where he was saying, God, I need help. And God says, all right, why don't you read a proverb a day and then, then come back and talk to me. And so he read a proverb a day for a month and then two months and, and came back and he said, God told him, hey, keep reading a proverb a day. And for the rest of his, he, he still does this today. For, for years and years, he continues to do this. Well, he challenged me and said, if you want to be wise in ministry and life, if you want to be skillful, and I think I think a way to summarize proverbs is he, is, is the proverb trying to teach us how to be skillful. So if you want to be skillful in marriage and in life, read a proverb a day. So chapter one, and this is what we did in my family, and it works great for the last two and a half, maybe three years, maybe longer. I, I lost count now. Um, yeah, I guess it'd be longer because I started working for him in 2010. Um, we've been reading for a long time, and what we did is instead of trying to add something in our life that complicates more, um, we just we just added it to, uh, instead of creating something new, we added it to something that we already do. So every single night, um, my kids, before I, when I tuck them into bed, I, I pray for them. Well, what we do is we read a proverb a day. So tonight, when I tuck them into bed, I'm going to read through the book of the, the chapter one of, Pro, of Proverbs one. And tomorrow night, it'll be Proverbs two. And we did this for we've done this for the last few years. And now we've kind of gone through the book of Proverbs. Sometimes I'll read you know the Psalms. I'll read something shorter because I want to go to sleep, honestly. Um, and so you know I'm going to read one scripture today, guys, and we're going to pray. But we read through something because we add it to something we're already doing. Maybe if you're a couple here, you challenge each other. Hey, let's read this together. Maybe start our day off with a proverb or let's end the, night, end the day with a proverb. But just do it something where you already do. Add it to it. Don't try to create something new out of it. It'll last longer. But this is our challenge. What would it look like if all of us did this for the month of May and begin to learn and take these, this information and then put it into practice? If you have a problem with anger, Proverbs will help you if you'll pay attention to what it says about angry people. You'll even be able to say, ouch, that kind of hurts when it's about angry people. If you have a problem listening to others and, and they um, you know, um, are trying to influence you and, and, and want you to do something negative or something you know is bad, Proverbs, man, it'll, it'll help you. It'll kind of like shake you up and say, hey, pay attention because this person, call them a foolish person or a stupid person, is trying to lead you away. Uh, one of my mentors, he says this. He says, um, we're all just one decision away from stupid. It helps, it help, it helps keep us... Sane helps keep us healthy, right? Saying, understand that every decision we make is just one decision away from stupid. A Proverbs a day during the month of May will help, just might help keep stupid away. All right? I guarantee. Yeah, you clap for that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the positive side of that. It'll help us make healthy decisions and, and, and choices that will lead to health and relationships and marriage and our finances with our relationship with God. If you will begin to practice this and say, it's not just information. I know I should read a proverb today. Maybe next time. You missed the point. If you'll take the challenge this month, every single day. And the great thing is the month of May, we have uh, 31 days. We'll take us to the whole book of Proverbs. And then I guarantee it'll make an impact in your life. Do it in June and, and keep moving forward with it. But this month, do it. Because every single day on Facebook, we'll post something from that day's proverb. And, and maybe I would encourage you, maybe you can check into the Grove and you can add the thing that stood out to you that day. Um, read, read, read whatever proverb you read. Put it on, on Facebook, saying today this is my challenge. This is what I learned. This is where God challenged me today. This is what 
I'm going to try to do better. Whatever. Maybe put it out there for others to see that will help, help keep pushing us forward. So read a Proverbs Day during the month of May. And then we can tell stupid to go away. All right? <laughs> go away, stupid. All right. So um, we're going to close service uh, with, with an opportunity for you uh, to make a step towards God. Uh, King Solomon says this. Jesus said, repeats it. It all starts with God. If you'll put God first, everything else will work out. Um, this is what Revelation says. Revelation 3.20. This is Jesus talking. He says that I stand, here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. In other words, I will come share a meal as a friend, as friends. Jesus has given an invitation today to you and to me. He said, here I am, I stand at the door of your heart and your life and I'm knocking the person hears me knocking and responds, I will come in and have a relationship. Today you've come, and I know you're here, and, and you're, you're at a crossroad. Maybe you're stuck in life and you're saying, I need something more. You know, this series is going to be really helpful as we walk through some of these Proverbs and wise sayings. But if you don't start with that first step of saying, God, I need to have a right relationship with you, you'll miss the point of all the other stuff. It's not about information. It's about action. It's about transformation. It's about God working in our lives. Because you can learn a hundred things and not do a single one, not a single thing with any of those and not be more wise. You can learn one thing and put in action and become very wise. And the book of Proverbs is going to give us this, this, this knowledge and insight saying, hey, when you're in a situation, just stay quiet and people are going to think you're really smart. <laughs> and it works. I tried it. <laughs> like, Man, you're not talking. You must have something really important to say. What do you have to say? And it gives us insight into just sometimes we talk too much. And, but it starts with God. What is this? God is knocking on our lives saying, if you'll open your heart, I want to come in. If you open your life, I want to come in and have a relationship. The God of the universe that made the mountains and made the stars and made the, the planets and made the babies and made you. He's saying, I'm knocking on your life. Will you let me in? I love the fact that he's not saying I'm kicking the door down and coming in. He's a gentleman saying, I'm knocking. I'm knocking. If you hear it and you respond, I will come and have a relationship with you. The Grove is all about that. We want to help you start a healthy relationship with God. And so if you've come today and you need to take that first step, I want to lead you in a prayer. In fact, would would you close your eyes and bow your head today as we give opportunity for those that are here. Today you're here and you say, "I I want... to start a right relationship with God. I need his help. I need his insight. If that's you, would you do me a favor and raise your hand? I won't call you to the front. I just want to lead you in prayer. Awesome. See your hand. Anybody else? Awesome. This is Jesus calling. Say, I'm standing at the door. I'm knocking on your life. If you'll just listen and open up, I will come and have a relationship with you. For you to raise your hand, would you say this, say this prayer with me? It's a simple prayer of just saying, it's an invitation to start a relationship with God. The Bible says that if we confess our sins and our mistakes, that God forgives us and actually gives us a new start. So if you raise your hand, pray this prayer with me. Actually, the rest, if, if you're a Christian here and you're our church, we, we don't want to pray alone. Let's pray with them. Say, Father, today I acknowledge that you are God and I'm not. I have sinned. And I've messed up. 
I need your forgiveness. Forgive me. Give me a new start. I hear you knocking on my life. So today I open that door and I invite you in. I know you died on that cross for me so I could have a right relationship with you. I invite you to my life. From this day forward, I want to follow your lead. I want to respond to your voice. Fill me with wisdom. Fill me with insight. Give me the courage to act. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.